comes up Driving when the sun goes down The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we've got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back. Listen and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling. From two crumb stacks, my address is 408 414. Big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going. I just gotta drive. I have that white line fever to the day that I die. I said 18 wheels rolling on the road. It is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road. It is my life. we got a great program for you today, and we have Joe Arview with us, riding along with you in the cab, along with Candy and Michelle McMullen of Free in Christ. Here's Joe Arview to kick off our program with an awesome song I know you're going to enjoy. Six foot six, he stood on the ground. Weighed 235 pounds, but I saw that giant of a man fall down to his knees by love. He was the kind of man who would gamble on luck and look you in the eye and never back up. But I saw him crying like a little whip pup because of love. Can't see it with your eyes, hold it in your hand Like the wind it covers our land Strong enough to rule the heart of any man This thing called love It can lift you up, it can knock you down Take your world and turn it all around 
Ever since time, nothing's ever been found stronger than love. God is love. Men like me struggle in doubt. In trouble, their minds day in, day out. Too busy with living to worry about a thing called love. When I see a mother. With tenderness, she holds her young close to her breast, and I thank God we've all been blessed by His love. Can't see it with your eyes, hold it in your hand, like the wind it covers our land. Strong enough to rule the heart of any man, this thing called love. It can lift you up, it can knock you down, take your world and turn it all around. Ever since time, nothing's ever been found stronger than love. Ever since time, nothing's ever been found stronger than love. God is love. Awesome, awesome, awesome job, Joe. I tell you, I just love your music, and I know our listeners do too, and they, they're wondering right now, how in the world can they get a hold of some of your CDs? Well, right here is a Joe Rview CD. It's called uh, Here With Me, and that song that you just listened to is on this CD. You can log on to Joe's website at joerview.com, or you can give him a call at 618 927 1986. Right here is Joe Arview's CD. And I'll tell you what, friends, I am excited about our guests today, Candy and Michelle McMullen. They are with Free in Christ Ministries, and a lot of people have heard about Tony Mack, and Tony Mack was such a giant of a man. Welcome to our program, uh, Candy Mack. I'm so thrilled that you and Michelle came over today. You live in Coweta, Oklahoma, and you you are now running Free in Christ Ministries. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What a powerful ministry it is. Uh, I met uh, met you guys in 2002, and Tony Mack was uh, he was had just got out of prison in 2001, and and he got saved in prison. We have his testimony on a CD. It's uh, the most requested CD that we have. People all across the country have been listening to his powerful testimony. He's traveled all across the country. And the Lord called him home. But you are carrying on this ministry. Tell us a little bit about uh, Tony and and uh, the ministry that you guys are doing right now. Well, um, Tony Mack was just, to me, it was just a bigger than life person he had just a bigger than life personality and God took him and used him just I mean his testimony because of who he was before he got saved yeah. and who he was after he got saved a lot of men in prison he got saved four years before he got out of prison and a lot of men in prison knew the old Tony Mac and because of 
who the old Tony Mack was when he got saved. They saw him throw down the shanks, they call them, mm-hmm. knives, and he picked up the sword, yeah, the, word of God, the Word of God, and he walked across that yard in truth. And just many men, the chaplain came out when I went to pick Tony up from prison. And um, he sat out there and waited for me while I waited with me while I waited for Tony. And I'll never forget that day either. Um, that was another God thing. Tony was supposed to actually get out of prison um, earlier than what he ended up getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. And a time auditor came in and messed up his time. But anyway, the new Tony Mack used to be, before he was saved, right. the guards, the wardens, they didn't want him on their yard, anywhere on his yard. If this tells you anything about Tony Mack, they did not want him Anywhere on their yard, they did not want him at their prisons. And after he got saved and he started living for the Lord and people started following him to the chapel, uh, it just it just changed. And the warden, uh, they all went to Oklahoma City to fight for Tony Mack to get his time back. And to me, if you, you just, that was an amazing statement. But Chaplin came out and shared with me what an impact it made because of who he was and who he is after he got saved. Mm-hmm. And um, it just goes to show that nothing's impossible with our God. Mm-hmm. And then we, um, our my pastor had met him. And um, my pastor at the time in Oklahoma went to prison and met him. Yeah. And then he moved to Springerton, Illinois. Let's, let's mention his name. Yes, Kenny Rager, yes. Pastor Kenny, Kenny and Rita Rager, yeah. uh, awesome, awesome man of God and woman of God. And they moved and they started preaching in Springerton. So that's when we come out and we got to meet you. Well, yeah. God was already at that point using us. Uh, people, it just God, he's just so awesome. I mean, to take someone with Tony's past, he spent 15 total years in prison, to take someone with his past and use him the way God did. That's the way God does sing. He takes our messes and he turns it into just a huge, huge blessing. And he can just, he can use you if you're a willing vessel. But we came out here and we met you. Mm-hmm. And this is what I want to say about you. Because Tony Mack loved Gary Rayburn. Um, when we came to Springerton and you asked him if you could use his testimony... That was the beginning of so many doors opening up for for free in Christ, for us to get out there and get our testimony out. People, I mean, not only before that, we spoke in a lot of the prisons in the state of Oklahoma, but not only at the prisons, you know, just churches in place. But after you got his testimony on CD and just got it out there, Gary, our doors, our phones started ringing off the hook. People started calling. We'd go to juvenile facilities. I mean, we just went to to boys' homes, to girls' homes, just all over the United States, churches, uh, prisons, jails, everywhere. And and God was just able to just use him miraculously, and so many lives were saved because of your obedience and you making that one CD and just getting it out there. And um, God is just, he just really was a blessing in our lives. And yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was doing cassette tapes back in them days. It wasn't even a CD. Right, that's yeah, true. <laughs> it was a cassette tape. That's true, that's true. And I was doing a cassette tape, and I had a ministry called Lonesome Road Tape Ministry. And it was just a little bitty ministry. I, I 
I made about 25 tapes a week, 100 a month is about what I made. And I remember that, that day where we met. Uh, my son was uh, at that church the first night you guys were there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he called me up and he said, Dad, you've got to come and hear this guy's testimony. I, he said, this would be awesome for your, for your tape ministry. And I said, okay, Jeff, I'll, I'll, I'll come and hear it. And I just went because my son asked me to, you know, and yeah. I didn't, even, didn't know what, what I was getting into. But, you know, it was a setup. Yeah. God set this up. God knew. God knew. Yeah. He was going to tie us together and use us Amen. in ways that we never thought or dreamed possible. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. I went that night and I sat there and listened to Tony Mack, giant of a man. Man, the, I, he was just bigger than life. I'm, he was awesome. And I listened to that testimony and I thought, wow, if I could put that on the tape, cassette tape, and pass it out on the road to these drivers that I'm witnessing to, there's no telling how many would get saved. I had no clue what I was doing. And I still don't, by the way. Uh. <laughs> but I just knew that God was speaking to me. And, and I met Tony at the back of the back of the church you guys were standing back there and I and I shook your hand and I and then I grabbed Tony's hand and I got a pretty big hand I'm a pretty big guy yeah. you know but when he grabbed my hand it was like my hand disappeared I mean he's, <laughs> he's biggest hands I ever seen in my life and I grabbed he grabbed me and I shook his hand I said Tony I've got a, a little tape ministry I, I said man if I could uh, get your testimony on a cassette tape I think we could reach a lot of people I do it for truck drivers out on the road and I was a truck driver at mm -hmm, the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, son, and met DVD. And he said, can you use that? And I said, yeah, I think I can. He said, well, you just go for it. You, <laughs> that would just, be Tony. Yeah. You just go for it. And so I, I found me somebody that could take that DVD and get it off of there and put it on a cassette tape. And we started making those. And uh, Wow. God just started working in miraculous ways. And, and after that, we just... we. We became friends. Best friends. You, he just, yeah. he loved you. Yeah. It was a, it was a, um, the beginning of a wonderful, beautiful friendship. Yeah. And then we became family. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been, it's, it's been a, a powerful time since that time. And Tony has traveled the country. You've, you've finally got to travel with him. I God, did. God, God opened that door. Absolutely. When, when back then, you was you were still working. Right. And then, God opened up doors for you to go, move right into the ministry. That was a leap of faith for me. It yeah. was Tony. He wanted me. He traveled so much. God started opening the doors so much yeah. because of that um, tape yeah. that you put out there. Yeah. And he traveled so much. He was away from home, and you know. He was in prison for 15 years, and so we were apart for a really long time. Yeah. And his heart's desire was for me to be able to get to go with him when he traveled. And so he just started, when we would go to churches and places, he would have people, he would ask them to pray. You know, he would say, you know what, God's big enough that he can make this happen. Yeah. And and he did. God allowed, it was a leap of faith for me, it really was, because I'm like, okay, you know, uh there's a whole lot of factors when you quit your job, insurance and just a whole, you know, and it was, yeah. but God allowed it to happen. And, and, uh, we jumped out there and we just, we, I'm so, um, thankful that we were able to do that because, um, 
I don't even know what year that was in. Do you remember? But probably for the past, I think it was at least five, six years ago that God allowed me mm-hmm. to get to travel with him full time. Um, because of that, we traveled all over the United States. God did not just use us. I mean, he just blessed us abundantly. We saw so many beautiful places. We've been to almost every state in America with the ministry that people have asked us to come to. So we've just, um, I tell people all the time when he was in prison doing that 15 years, and you kind of asked me about that part of our life, Joe, what, where were you when he was in trouble? Where were you when he was, you know, when he was first arrested? And, um, it was a journey. It was a, a huge journey. Um, when he first got charged, he got sentenced to 30 years and when your our babies were like four and five years old, our little girls were, and to me that was uh, just too much to even take in. I mean, I just had to take that one day at a time. I couldn't look at the big picture. It was just too overwhelming for me. This was my life. This was my husband. I loved him, and I wasn't going to go anywhere. This was just life as it was today. And that's kind of how I got through those 15 years. I had a lot of time to pray for Tony Mack. I mean, he was always in trouble when he was in prison, but I had a lot of time to pray for him. But I tell people all the time in my testimony that that was a journey. But if I'd have missed that journey... I'd have missed the dance, the most beautiful dance of my whole life. I mean, we were so blessed. I'm so thankful for those past five or six years that God's given us together, Gary, uh, memories and just a lifetime. I feel like, you know, some people might go their whole lifetime and not have the love that I had with him or, you know, the relationship that we had together and, um, I'm just really, really thankful, you know. So God just really blessed us, especially six years of our life. And I'm thankful for every minute that he gave me. So, I don't mean to, you know, bring you to a place you don't want to go, but would you mind telling people what what happened and why he was incarcerated to begin with? Um. When we got married, I was like 16, he was 17 years old, and I knew that he had a drug problem. Um, I didn't know the extent of his drug problem. Uh, I always thought that I could change him, that he would settle down, you know, that he would that we, he would change. And, um, I mean, we were way too young when we got married. We, all, we definitely, <laughs> definitely were way too young. I, I just can't imagine one of my kids getting married at that age. But... Um, you wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, you know, even that in itself, my dad wouldn't come to our wedding. He didn't want anything. But after Tony got saved, Joe, and my dad despised him, and even my family, uh, you know, he was saved in prison. And he served four years in prison after he was saved. And, and, and I would, you know, I told everybody that he was saved. But until he got out of prison and they saw it for themselves with their own eyes. And he went to my dad and he, you know, with tears, he told him, I'm sorry for everything I put your family through, your daughter through. And I love her. And, you know, he just, my dad would call him and visit with him. My dad, they just (laughs) built this just amazing relationship. And, and, you know, that's a testimony in itself. So, um, just 
been a journey, but um, he, back to your question, he didn't quit doing drugs. He just kind of really even got into them more, and him and this guy had a, a feud, a long-going feud, and they'd grew, grown up together, and they were, I mean, there was like Tony, if you listen to his testimony, it talks about there's 17 bullet holes in his truck, and, mm-hmm. and he just, the old Tony, Tony always was this way. Whatever he was, he was 100%. Mm-hmm. So when he did not live for God, when he, you know, and he'll, he'll say, I didn't serve Satan. I didn't bow down and serve Satan, but with my actions I did because I certainly wasn't living for God. Mm-hmm. He was 100%. So if he was at the bar, he was going to drink the most. If he was smoking, he was going to smoke the most. Whatever he did, he was going to do it the biggest and the best. That's just who he was. That was his personality. That's how he grew up. And so he was in a bar and he... Uh, him and this guy supposedly called off a truce, called a truce, and he was in a bar and he was drinking and he was doing pills and bartender told him the guy called and said he was going to come looking for him and he got in his truck and he, well, actually it was a car that he was driving then and he drove past what he thought was this guy's house and he was standing outside and the guy um, had the same build and everything as the guy that he was after and he actually ended up shooting a man out his window and it wasn't the man that he was after it was a really good friend of his and that is how he ended up going to prison and um he dealt with that forever really i mean you know but how did you get the news uh a phone call i got that phone call and uh i just i just knew I'll never forget that phone call. I just, I just kind of just sunk down to the floor and just, I mean, I sat there and, you know, part of you is in shock and you just, you don't want to hear what you're hearing, but part of you knows that it's true, you know, and you're just part of you. It's like, you feel like, you know, how can this be happening and your world is over and part of you is just so angry that he would do something like that, that he would. You know, uh, you feel, you feel as a, as a family member, when you love someone, you carry that uh, guilt and you, you know, because you, you love this person and you feel a sense of responsibility that I, I don't know how to explain that, that you love someone that did this. And, you know, people look at you and they think, how can you love someone? You know, how can you love that person when they took someone else's life? Well, you just do. You don't stop. Well, you loved him before. I loved him before. Were you a you Christian know? at that time? I was. I got saved when I was young. I got saved. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a that, my testimony, but I got saved when I was a young girl. Um, I don't think I was walking in God's will when I married Tony Mack, but you know, he he tells in his testimony he thought that. I was the cutest thing he ever saw, but he <laughs> always. I mean, I just always. He was just. I had a crush on him when I was young, and uh, I just always did. He, he always absolutely adored you. I mean, yeah. I know you know that because he told everyone that. Yeah. But that worked presence. two ways. That worked two ways. Yeah. And he and I, I don't know how you feel, Gary, but he needed you. Yeah. I, I really think he needed you through the whole, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. yeah. He he needed her to be on the road with him. That's when, what I mean. He was on the road, yeah. Yeah. and the way he way he accomplished that was the same way Candy accomplished getting Tony saved. A lot of prayers. Prayer. on Spent time on your knees. 
Tell us about praying for Tony all them years. Um, well, like I say, I had a lot of time. The prisons are, none of them are very close, and so yeah. you have a lot of time. And I just, I don't know, I just, I knew that God could save him. I'd seen God save mm-hmm. people that everybody else would think that they're just, God's never going to get a hold of them. Yeah. And I would just, I would have conversations with God driving yeah. down the road. But when I finally uh, reached a point to where, I just didn't know if I could go on anymore. I mean, I was, back then, you say that he needed me. When he was in prison, he really did need me. It's like I was a source of strength for him, if you can believe that, somehow, some way. And he knew that he knew that I was always going to be there for him. I just was. And um, my mom had passed away, and she was my source of strength or my rock in this life you know she was just always there for me and when mom passed away I was just really devastated I just it just it devastated me and Tony was always in trouble in prison people say well how do you get locked up when you're locked up you can (laughs) it happens I'd get phone calls all the time saying Candy Mac don't come this weekend Tony Mac's on lockup when he was on lockup you either couldn't visit or if you did visit it was a real real restricted visit behind a, a, a glass on a telephone now when he was at McAllister it was that way a lot anyway but at the regular prisons so you can get locked up on lockup and he was on lockup and I couldn't see him and he couldn't console me in any way and um, mom passed away and I just I just one of my daughters had started doing drugs experimenting in drugs and I that just kind of just tipped it all for me I never thought you know I'd raised my kids they knew who Christ was and um, I never I from the time they were little bitty and their dad went to prison you know and I always preached to my kids about drugs and how to stay away from them and don't you know yes. look at dad and and you don't want to go there this is what they do to you and um I remember one night I got down on my knees by my bed and I just cried out to God with everything in me. And I quoted his word and I said, Lord, you said if I had the faith of a mustard seed that you'd move my mountain. And God, you know I have that faith. And I mean, I just, and I need this mountain moved. And and I gave it to him. Well, I finally got to go visit Tony and he saw for the first time in his life somebody that he had never seen before because he saw that I was really vulnerable, that I was just about as far as I could go and I'd lost a lot of weight. And uh, so he was really worried about me and and what was going to happen to me. And he'll tell you in his testimony, he went back to his cell and he cried out to God. You know, he, he says, and the first time I sat in the audience and I listened to him give his testimony... <laughs> I just cried. I mean, I just cried. It was our life. But he said things there that he had never said to me, that I had never, that I didn't even realize. You know, he he brought up a story of when uh, he threw my Bible in the trash one time because I said that God was first in my life. And then him, and then the kids, because without God, and I tried to explain it to him, I have you, you know, everything... I have is because of God. And he didn't understand it, and he threw my Bible in the trash. Well, I had totally, totally forgotten that. Mm-hmm. And he told it in his testimony how he went out. I went and picked it up and brushed it off. And, and you know, but um, just he, he said, 
when he was given his testimony that time, he said, God, he said, you know, I, I, I don't deserve anything from you. I have nothing coming from you. But God, I'm crying out for my wife. She's loved you her whole life. And Lord, I need you to help my wife. And God was hearing both those prayers about the same time, you know, and that's when he saved my husband. And so he moved my mountain, you know, and he helped his wife by, you know, he'll say, God said, I'll show you how I help your wife, you know, and I'm going to save you, buddy. And he did. And so our lives were forever changed after that. But, yeah. Awesome. How long was it from the time that he was, you know, arrested? There was, obviously, there was probably a, a pretty long period of time before you realized how long he's going to be away, or that he's yeah you know, I, that he's guilty for sure, and that's all that. Yeah, it it I I mean I knew, and I don't. Was it a long time? Was it a year? How long did the it take time for frame? The, probably around that. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't that long because he. Um, he took a plea deal. He didn't go to trial. Uh-huh. He took a plea deal, so it wasn't that long. And I don't know. That's all just a blur. I yeah, bet. yeah. That's and it's just, all up uh, ups and downs. When you when you told me that he he goes to prison while he's in prison, or, which means into solitary or into some uh, more secluded something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you remember big key factors like you remember the phone call. You remember. The day you first heard the news, you remember thinking, how am I going to tell my babies? You remember the first time you took them to prison and they had to see their dad with handcuffs on or to jail. It was actually jail. Uh You know, you remember those big factors. Those are, you know, I have a lot of self-preservation, so those are things that I try not to, you know, I don't, I don't, I just get through them for the day and Mm -hmm. I just kind of push them on the back burner. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got one of your babies with you. I do. Michelle. I do. My oldest. Uh-huh. Uh, Michelle, can you share a little bit of what you remember from when you when you first started realizing what was going on? With dad being in prison? Yeah. Um, I was a bit of a, I, I'm a mama's girl first, but yeah. I was very much a daddy's girl. Yeah. And um, I kept asking to talk to him. I remember asking to talk to him. I want to talk to my daddy. I want to see my daddy. And she kept putting me off. I was a very smart little girl. Like, mm-hmm. I could tell something was wrong. And finally, I just demanded from her, where is my dad? I want to know what's going on with my daddy. Mm-hmm. He would be here. He promised me. He promised he wouldn't leave. And she told me. And I was devastated. I remember it to this day, even though I was five years old. Five years old. I remember how scary it was to go into the prison, how different he looked, feeling protective of my mom and my little sister. Mm-hmm. It was hard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I can't imagine. Uh, there's lots of people out there, in, and they know what you're talking about. Some of them mm-hmm. has been through stuff like that. And, and uh, how can we help them? That's that's what this program is all about, is is helping people out there. You're doing a ministry now called Free in Christ Ministry. Tony founded this ministry in prison, mm-hmm. and you traveled yeah. all over the country with him. And Tony prayed and prayed until God answered his prayers, and you got to go with him. And we talked about that. And 
and how much that meant to you. You've got to travel all over reaching people. You, you must have testimony after testimony after testimony of people that have been touched by the powerful voice, presence of Tony Mack. Because, man, he's a presence. When he walked in the room, everything everything changed. I mean, yeah. tell us. You, you knew he was in the room. You did. <laughs> <laughs> there was no not knowing Tony Mack yeah. was in the room. But, yeah, he... Um, we get, I mean, you know, he'd get a lot of he'd get a lot of phone calls and um, from people and telling about, you know, how they gave their life to Christ and yeah. even uh, I would hear him on the phone. Gary, God just, God just uh, used him so wonderfully. I'd hear him counseling people for marriage, for mm-hmm. drug addiction, for yeah. I mean, and he was amazing. I'd sit on the other side of the vehicle listening to him because we'd be traveling down the road and I'd be like. Wow, God, you know, he took my prayer and he didn't just save my husband. If I don't think my mind, I could have comprehended what God was going to do Amen. in our life at that time. Um, I had no, there, I just couldn't even comprehend what God was going to do. I mean, from just listening to him, I just sit back and say, wow, God, you know, he just used him so much. And um, we go into the prisons on a regular basis now in Oklahoma and um, he had just recently told someone this year that uh, one of our board members he had asked him um, about the ministry and he said if anything ever happens to me he said I want Candy to continue in the ministry and I just looked up at him because he you know he is the speaker he's always I've been just this little person that kind of tried to sit there and just I was perfectly comfortable listening to him give his testimony and, and seeing him move and everything and um, little by little through coming to rig ministries right. and whatnot um, you you guys uh, uh, I think the first time I spoke there, I didn't know I was even supposed to be speaking, and I got we tricked you. That was a surprise, <laughs> yeah, because I was just I was just not the speaker, and I was just really intimidated. I mean, yeah. I would lose my breath. I would just, oh my gosh, I just can't even explain it. I was, oh, that was a, a massive thing for me. I couldn't control. I mean, I can my thoughts would just go around in circles, but yeah. um, God has changed that too. God just, He just the steps through life or the chapters of life that he just takes us through. And he's, Tony pushed me out there more and more because of people like you saying, is Candy going to share her testimony? If you've got a, a cell phone that's got internet right now, while you're watching this program, you could uh, look up Free in Christ Ministries. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Free in Christ Free in Christ Ministries. Ministries. And you yep. can see a picture of this man that we're talking about. Tony Mack. Man, what an awesome. Is there a video on the website? Yeah, there is a video. There's a video on YouTube. Somebody put his mm-hmm. testimony out on YouTube. And if you go to freeinchristministries.com, uh, then you'll see his video is there. A little bit about mm-hmm. his, his story and, you know, what Free in Christ does, who yeah. we are, what we do. Our mission statement and all that, but um, so yeah, awesome. Well, when you see the the picture and you watch the video, it won't do justice. Because <laughs> no. I've seen it, and it won't do justice for the the mountain of a man and the and yeah. the personality that that he, 
that he is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. When uh, Reg Ministries opened in 2009, we opened our sanctuary. We built a sanctuary there and opened in 2009. Our speaker was Tony Mack. <laughs> and that place was so full. I mean, we had to bring chairs in, and, and it was just one of the most Amen. powerful things I'd ever been involved in in my life. I mean, and Tony Mack spoke two nights there. And then after that, we just kept bringing Tony Mack back. And, and that one year that we... We brought yeah. Tony Mack in, and, and Candy came in, and, and we had to build. We advertised that Candy was going to give her testimony. Candy didn't know. No, I did not know. <laughs> Tony, Tony told me, he said, don't tell her, because if, if we tell her, she won't do it. He said, I'll, just, yeah. I'll just get her up there and give her testimony. Well, that backfired on us. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. But, the wait. first night, uh, Tony tried to get you up there, and you wouldn't come up there. Well, and I uh, I was kind of a, uh, some lady said, oh, we just can't yeah. wait. Yeah, can't wait to right. hear you speak. And I said, and I thought, she's mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to be mistaken. I'm not speaking. Yeah. Anyway, so, but through things like that, God God was preparing me, I guess, yeah. for yeah. today. Yeah, um, but the next night you did get up yeah. and speak yeah. and share, share your heart. And when you share your heart, Candy, it's, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And you're doing that now. You're going around the country sharing your heart. Yeah. You'll go... If someone opens the door, if the God opens the opens, door, I'll go through you, it. And you know that it's God. That's when that's you... That's right. Yeah. Um, you, you was at Rig Ministries recently and shared your heart, you and Michelle both. And uh, you're still doing this, the prison ministry. You're going to speak at the prisons. Right, right, right. right. We, yeah. a lot of the volunteers, we have a lot of volunteers who, they were always volunteers, but... Um, they would go and fill in like when we were out of state traveling and mm -hmm. stuff, you know. And other than that, they let Tony Mack handle it. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, that's another God thing. They've just really stepped up to the plate and, yeah. and they go into the prisons with me, especially the men's prison. Uh, we do the women's prison and I, I wouldn't hesitate to go in the women's prison alone. Yeah. I just feel like, for me personally, that as a woman, I I don't want to go into the men's prison alone. Just I just I think that they can relate to my side of it. But but I I usually always take someone in with me, and I've just had people step up to the plate and just go in. And we've had three revivals just recently back to back at the prisons, and we saw so many salvations and got to baptize men and just have had some amazing letters and actually most of the the prisoners a lot of the prisoners know Tony Mack but there's such a turnover as we all know in right. prison and there's a lot of new people in yeah. prison that even today, you know, when we did our revivals, how many of you know Tony Mack? Well, you'll get an, uh, a lot of them that say they will, but you'll get just as many now that say they don't. Mm -hmm. So what I've done, and I've been sending out DVDs and CDs, I, we offer them a CD or a DVD of his testimony to, to send to their family members. All they have to do is send me an address, and I'll send it to their fa family members. But I also talk to the chaplains, and I want to send in his DVD mm -hmm. because... Even though he's not here yeah. anymore, that's still a 
a message of hope of what Amen. God can do in anybody's right. life. And they've all heard about him in the prison system. In the state of Oklahoma, if you're in the prison system, yeah. you've heard about Tony Mack. You yeah. just have. And so <laughs> I, I, the, the chaplains have said that they're going to show the DVD. I'm, I actually have sent a few in already, and they're going to show them. Um, like on a certain night in the chapel so that the ones that want to come in and see it can see it. So, um, yeah. I was just sitting there thinking, how old were you when, when your dad came home? There's two stories to that. So he came home once. Um, I was 14, I believe, and we had prayed forever for dad to come home. I mean, I spent my life growing up on visiting yards. Yes. And dad always made it special. Like every time we go, we were there doors open to the doors closed and they had we were lucky enough to go in they had games and stuff to play but even if they didn't dad told us stories <laughs> he would think about stories all week long to make up and continue uh, stories that he would tell us and um, he would play with us and he would so we we there were I used to say there were a lot of kids that had their dad at home that did not have the kind of relationship that we did because we had that one-on-one -on -one time every weekend because mom would get us there and it was special and it was special yeah. and um but i wanted him home he was my dad I, there was a part of our family missing yes. and um he got probation and this was before he got saved parole parole thank you just briefly home. and it was very brief and i think at that at at that time i felt more crushed than anything because of the dreams that i had had of him being in our life mm -hmm. once he made it home. Yeah. Um, and then when he came home the second time, the final time, <laughs> um, I think I was 20, 21, 22, 23, somewhere around there. Um, he missed the first two grandchildren being born. He missed my sister's daughter, and he missed my daughter. And he came home the year Chayden was born. So mm -hmm. I guess I was 23 or 24. And... Um, it was it was really neat because he got to be a part of that experience, and it was the first grandchild he got to be there. And man, the nurses couldn't keep him away from his grandson. <laughs> he covered him in toys. And <laughs> well, however glorious that reunion was, yeah. you're going to get to have another one. Mm -hmm. Yes, Amen. yeah, that's going to be wonderful. Amen. Free in Christ for real. Free in yeah. Christ for real. Amen. Amen. Joe, you got a song uh, that you're going to sing. And won't you get ready to sing that song for uh, Michelle and Candy and our viewers? And I want to tell people how they can uh, be a part of Free in Christ Ministries. You know, that's what we're uh, letting people know out there that's uh, viewing these programs. We've got all kinds of programs, all kinds of guests. We're uh, introducing them to a lot of different ministries. And what we're doing, we're tying all of these ministries in together. Working together, we can make a difference. Just like we've been working with you ever since 2002. And how you can uh, contact uh, Free in Christ Ministries is, I'm going to give you Candy's cell phone number. And you can call Candy and talk to her. Her no phone number is 918-277-4934. And Joe's already given you the website. It's freeinchristministries.com. And you can... Uh, partner with them and it takes money to do what they do because when they go to a prison guess what friends they don't pass the hat because as tony would always say if you pass the hat in prison you lose your hat <laughs> so they don't get paid to go into prison they go in there because they love 
the people that's in there. And the way they support this ministry is through people like you that want to partner with people like Michelle and, and uh, Candy. And you partner with them. And, and look here, Free in Christ Ministries hat. Man, they'll send you a hat. You can buy a hat. That'll help them. I've got a T-shirt right here. Free in Christ T-shirt right here. Look at that T-shirt right there. And then on the back, Free in Christ Ministries. Look at that. What a powerful, powerful T-shirt that is. And and they would love to send this to you. You can order them off the website, right? Yeah. And uh, help them, partner with them, and make a difference in somebody's life. Now, there's people out there right now that, that are going through things that they've been through. And you can make a difference in somebody's life. Joe, you ready for this song right here? I'm ready. All right. My daddy told me, son, you gotta be a man and work and make a family. Home. Read your Bible every day And don't forget to pray and Learn to take your licks when you are wrong But I left my daddy's farm Place where I was born I had this Roman fever in my blood I had to try and fly But no rhyme or reason why But I just couldn't outrun my daddy's love Now the more I keep climbing On this ladder of success more afraid I get I might fall And after all these years I find my daddy still knows best I'm here today He's standing tall I guess my daddy had The answer after all standing here today to lay him in the grave just an old man with an out of style tie I guess what hurts me most is now I'll never know all the wisdom that died here in his mind now the more I keep climbing on this ladder of success, the more afraid I get I might fall. And after all these years 
wonder what Tony Mack would think of us sitting around this table talking about him. He was such a such a powerful man and that song that Joe just sang is so powerful. Michelle, he's, Joe wanted to sing that for you. Thank you, Joe. It's a very beautiful song. Even in the grave, how tall he stands. Tony Mack, he's a legend, isn't he? Mm -hmm. You told a, a story at uh, Rig Ministries, when we done the tribute, Tony, mm -hmm. about uh, the dragonflies. Yes. You remember that? Mm -hmm. Can you can you share that with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dad passed away Memorial Day of this year, and uh, it was very sudden and unexpected overnight, and uh, our world kind of changed a little bit uh, instantly. Um, just wasn't sure how things were going to look after that. I went in to take care of my mom and my sister role um, and just help prepare everything. And through that whole time, I didn't really grieve because I was busy putting things together. And the day of the tribute, there were thousands of people that showed up. At his funeral, yeah. 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 And it was very humbling to walk into that sanctuary and see the kind of impact that Dad had made. Yeah, there had to be 2,000 people there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was powerful. It was extremely powerful, and I felt very honored that they were all there to say goodbye to my dad and to support our family. Um, I think that's when it started to hit me because at that point things were um, okay and of course people surround the family at that time period and I had to break away I just needed some yeah. space um, but during that process actually at the hospital mom had told me a story about dragonflies and the story goes there was these beetles that live underwater mm -hmm. and the beetles, every now and then, would have one of them that would go up to the surface of the water and they would never come back. So to the beetles, that meant danger, don't go there. There was this one little beetle that just kept filling the call to go up to that surface and go up to that top of the water. And he did. And when he got up there, he crawled up on a lily pad and he was transformed into a beautiful dragonfly. And he soared around and saw all the beauty that God had given to this earth. And he wanted so badly to go back down and tell those other beetles that he was okay and he was beautiful and life was changed and it was so much better. And he told mom someday he was going to be that dragonfly mm -hmm. when he left this world. 
And I hadn't thought about the dragonflies since the day that we lost him. And when I broke away from everybody, I just remember feeling so low. And when I got home, I walked up on my porch and there was dragonflies everywhere. They just surrounded me. And I had never seen them there before. And I called my mom and I said, Mom, dragonflies, dragonflies (laughs) everywhere. Dad wants us to know he's okay, and, and God's letting us know he's going to be there, and and it was just it was just amazing, and and through things like that, God had continued to let us know, I'm here in this walk with you, and and it's okay. I love you. To me, it was like hugs and kisses mm-hmm. from the Lord. Um, when my grandma passed away, Mom talks about that in her. You know, while going her story, Mm -hmm. it changed things. I was that kid that messed up and gave over to um, drugs and and just a life that was very dangerous. Yeah, Um, I was lost, and I really kicked into some depression um, in that time period, and I just really didn't care if I was here or not here. It was my parents' prayers. that brought me around. But in that time period, when we lost my grandma, I had kind of, on a a scale, lost her. And um, we grew up with my grandma when my dad was in prison. Um, So I had two moms. So it was like losing a mom. And when mom lost that sort of strength, she, like she was telling you, she sort of retreated and, and withdrew and kind of went into herself. And I was scared. I didn't know what that was going to look like. I, I was afraid I was losing both of the parent figures that I drew my strength from. Um, and Dad wasn't there. He was. I was angry at him because he was in lockup, and and I just had a lot of negative feelings going on. And I remember and resentment, really bad resentment. Mm-hmm. And I remember going outside on the porch. I mean, I was at that moment where there was no hope. There was no, you know, voice of, of, of peace. And I sat down on the porch, and I was raised in church. I loved the Lord. I had walked away from Him during this time period. And in my mind, ran away from Him. Um, but I sat down on the porch, and I, and I just cried out, and I said, God, is it ever going to get any better? Right. And He sent, it was dark outside. It was really dark outside. And he sent a hummingbird right to my face. Wow. And it just hovered there for, to me, what felt, it felt like time had just stopped. And I knew at that moment in my heart and in my spirit, God was saying, I'm right here. I haven't left you. You're not alone. And when dad passed, more than ever, when I walked in that sanctuary and I saw all those people, I wanted to become a part of the ministry mm. in a deeper way, yeah. like more active, more involved. I wanted to be a, a, a support person for mom. I knew she was getting ready to take on a lot. And we're lucky in the sense that our body of, of free in Christ brings so much to the prisoners. So they mm. get a wife's perspective. They get other people's perspectives, past inmates' perspectives, and now they get a daughter's perspective. Yeah. And I feel like God is going to use our willingness 
to continue to move in freeing Christ. But mom went into uh, Eddie Warrior, which is the women's penitentiary that they go into, I don't know, a couple of weeks after dad had passed. And I've been so proud of her because of the strength it takes to rise up out of the despair and the grief that you feel and serve God first and foremost. And that's the example that she's setting. Mm -hmm. And that's the heart that she's leading by. And God has honored us through that, that he's been there and that he's not going to leave. And uh, after that service, a little girl walked up to her and said, I don't know why I'm supposed to tell you this. But I'm supposed to say hummingbird to you. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was so thankful for her yeah. willingness. Mom called me immediately when she I left I said, there. what? <laughs> yeah. She said hummingbird. Hummingbirds. Wow. I said, I do. Yeah. You knew what it meant. Yeah. That is so awesome. Awesome story. You know, Candy, Tony, he never closed any program, any message he had without asking people out in the audience, wherever they was at, he always wanted to make sure that they knew Jesus Christ as their Savior. And he would ask the folks, and that's what we're going to do right now. Friends, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Have you ever been saved? Have you walked away? Are you living for God? That's what we want to know right now. That's what God is asking you. Do you know Jesus Christ? Amen. If you've never prayed this prayer, then pray with me right now. Just pray a simple little prayer. Just pray, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Lord, I want to be a new person. I want to make a difference in my family, to my friends, to my neighbors. Take out my old heart and give me a new heart. Let me be born again. Let me be that new creation. And I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Now, friends, if you prayed that prayer, if you asked Christ into your heart, then we want to hear from you. You can call me. My cell phone number is 618-383-2107. Call uh, Joe Arview. His phone number is 618-927-1986. You can call Candy Mack. Her phone number is 918-277-4934. Why don't you give us a call? Why don't you partner with us? Help us make a difference in your family members. And we will send you these free CDs. We want to send you Tony Mack's testimony. We want to send you Candy's testimony. We want to send you some free CDs to listen to, to share, pass out, and help others find Jesus Christ. Because that's what our heart Amen. is all about, free in Christ and Joe Arview. So, friends, we want you to know this. Jesus loves you, and we do too. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name This chance would it be my last 
saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Some road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken-hearted and lonesome, so long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.